Welcome back to the Switched On Spotlight with me, Samarana. Have I been waiting to be able to say that? We're back for another season, bringing you the best bite-sized conversations with colleagues from across BT Group. They'll be sharing their tips, stories, and advice to help you to be your best self. Now, today I'm joined by the winner of 2023's Learning at Work Week competition, Sarah Bedder. Now, Sarah submitted her pledge, which was to prioritise time for personal development and self-reflection. And in today's conversation, which is all about curiosity, you can absolutely see that in her. Sarah's recently completed her graduate scheme in sales, working as an account manager in the banking and financial services team. So very early on, she's been open to trying new skills and taking on any opportunity that she can find. She's demonstrating her curiosity as she's since embarked on a new venture in project management as she's completed her graduate scheme. She's wanting to further her skill set and try something new. In her words, she said, I think it was time for a change and there's nothing better than diving into something new to try. So we're back with a bang. Make sure you've got a pen handy as there are so many tips in this one, no matter where in your career you may be or where in the organisation you are. So enjoy. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Switched On Spotlights. Hi, Summer. It's so nice to be here. Oh, I'm so, so excited to have you. Uh, you know I am. Because you are here as our first guest of season three of the Switched On Spotlights. But you were also our winner of the Learning of Work Week 2023 competition. So you're gracing us as our first guest, but with a very special reason as well. I feel very privileged. I mean, I've been watching the podcast since they've begun and it's such an honour for me to be here. So yeah, I'm so, so happy. Thank you for having me. Oh, I didn't know that you've been watching them since they've begun. So that makes me super, super happy. We've got a real fan on our hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, as I said, you won our Learning at Work Week competition for 2023. And that was all about colleagues sharing pledges for how they can be their best, how they can be brilliant. And today we're actually going to be talking about what I think um, is a trait that you definitely have in all the conversations that I've had with you so far um, that I think probably has encouraged you to listen to switched on perhaps to pledge as part of learning a work week um, and that is the topic of curiosity so I'm gonna kick off we're gonna have a chat today it's super bite-sized conversational you and I but I'm gonna kick off by asking you have you always been a curious person and when did you recognize that you were um, I'd say I've always kind of been somewhat of a curious person. Um, when I was younger, in terms of being in uh, secondary school, I think I'd always like explored different uh, careers. So I thought at once, one point I wanted to be a pharmacist, another I wanted to be a doctor, another I wanted to be a lawyer. So I think I've just always had this curiosity for different professions and just different things in general. But I think this really came to light during university um, and being able to have loads of different experiences there. So within my degree, so I did a politics, history and international relations degree. And um, knowing that I was coming out of university with not a specific uh, job in mind, I think it led me to kind of look at the different kind of doors that were available to me. So I kind of started off looking at like banking and finance. So I started doing a few internships there. I looked at the civil service. Um, I did some shadowing, um, things like that, which kind of um, in different professions, which kind of led me to 
see and taste what I liked and what I what I enjoyed and what I didn't enjoy. Um, that was to give me a better idea of what I wanted to do afterwards. Um, but from then onwards, it led me to also do a year in placement. So I did a year in industry. So I worked um, after my second year of university. Um, I did a business management internship at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Um, it was hard. Um, it taught me what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. But um, I think my curiosity for just different professions and things in general um, led me to kind of uh, come to that decision um, and then kind of figure out what what path and things I wanted to do past that point. So obviously you've taken the time to try different, lots of different things, different professions, you've worked in different industries, you've done a placement. Um, that's how it's curiosity has benefited you from kind of a professional sense. But aside from perhaps career hopping or professions hopping, I would say, how else in your day to day does kind of curiosity benefit you or has it benefited you so far? Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's benefited me a different way. So as long, um, alongside the professional elements, so seeing loads of the different careers available to you, the loads of different roles that that are there. I think um, the curiosity is also kind of existed extracurricular in extracurricular formats. Um, so for example, um, with the BT Muslim Network, um, I was uh, kind of looking looking up um, on the internet page of the different network people networks that existed. Um, and I saw the BT Muslim Network and I didn't really see many things that were going on. I don't know whether it was because of my lack of use of workplace or just in general, I didn't really know what was going on. So um, I took it upon myself to message a co-chair of the time. And I just kind of sent him a LinkedIn message like, hey, I can see you're the chair. Um, what What's going on? Like, are they, are, you guys doing things um, I haven't really seen anything and I'd love to get involved so I kind of started speaking to them got into early conversation with them and then I ended up taking up um, an events lead with them so I then started focusing on trying to drive engagement with um, colleagues um, with the BT Muslim Network so I started off with some networking days some kind of introductions and we've kind of hosted a few um, events since that point so a Ramadan event a knowledge call event some Eid celebration events and we've actually got one planned for next week which is an early Early careers event um, so that'll be really fun but from that curiosity of what the BT Muslim Network was doing it kind of led me to that position as events lead um, and I now become the co-chair of the BT Muslim Network so um, that curiosity has definitely led me to meet so many new people um, and be able to kind of provide colleagues with um, an enhanced experience as well Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations as well for becoming the new co-chair of the BT Muslim Network. I think that's an important point to make though, right? That it, having curiosity isn't, it is going to impact you in a professional sense when we're talking BT. But actually, aside from that, there's a huge part of trying new things or if you're willing to put yourself out there, you're opening your yourself up to new experiences. And the great thing about BT is it might be people networks, it might be volunteering, for example. The more curious you are, the more people you're going to meet the different things you're going to be able to do and I think that's a really great example of it took time but you've also had a great experience of being an events lead now in a chair position Um, and the two will give you different opportunities as well all from the fact you just sent a LinkedIn message which is I think really really amazing and it's quite nice as well because you've got the professional element where you can kind of you can have that curiosity by shadowing different teams and there's so many different teams available in BT like I know that when I first started in the sales role that I was on uh, for the grad scheme I wasn't 100% sure if that's where I wanted to be and I had the opportunity to kind of shadow different teams so um, some of the um, business uh, government teams also the Soho implementation team so many teams I kind of 
kind of reached out to and said, hey, look, what are you doing? Like, can I shadow? Can I help? Can I, is there anything I can take on? And it took up a small percentage of my time, but it kind of gave me um, an idea of what I could expect in that role. And it also led me to meet so many different people who I would never have come across usually. So it kind of, you have that professional element, but also when you kind of link it to um, just outside of work. I mean, I also got the opportunity to do the Welsh Three Peaks with um, a lot of um, grads um, in Bristol, which was really, really fun. It was really hard, don't get me wrong, but we also <laughs> met so many, um, so many different people in terms of from different offices too. So you kind of get exposed to so many different people by putting yourself in that position too. Um, and in the long run you kind of look back and you look and you think wow I'm really proud that I've actually managed to achieve that too oh that's amazing and just to go back to the point there that you made around you were in your role on the graduate scheme you were in sales but then you had the opportunity to kind of shadow whether it's in the government side in the Soho side how um, early into your scheme and I think this is applicable to any colleague listening but at what point did you think do you know what I'm I'm loving these parts of my role I want to explore more of this what were the sort of steps that you took then to get those opportunities? Because I think all colleagues know that the business is huge. There's so many roles available. But actually, when you look at how many employees we have and colleagues we have, it can sometimes feel a little bit daunting to think about, right, it's not necessarily because I want to move. I just want to find out more. But you, like you say, you've done some brilliant things. What, what were some of those steps that you took to kind of enable yourself to, to do that on, on the side of your normal day to day? Yeah, so I think I took a like a few different steps. So one of which was um, I looked at the kind of organisation chart of which I was kind of interested in, um, and I did some stakeholder mapping from there. So I wouldn't target. That sounds so uh, sounds so bad, but not target. But I would <laughs> I wouldn't look at people that were too senior because I felt that was a bit too um, daunting. But I would kind of reach for maybe managers, senior managers. I could kind of pop in a call with and just uh, talk to. So what I do most of the time, you it's over Teams, which is actually COVID has kind of got that blessing where you've got a access to a multitude of people just at the hands of your laptop so what I would do is I'd kind of um, look at what they did their title um, kind of see if it was in an area that I was interested in then form up um, have a look at their LinkedIn to kind of try and do a personable email to make it look like you know I've spent the time to get to know them and and see what they're doing as opposed to just um, having no clue what to talk about when I when I speak, speak to them so it made a more personable impression then would kind of have a schedule in a call maybe 15 15 20 minutes at first and if it was something that asked them about their role um, their team what they what they did day to day how they got to their position if it felt like it resonated with me and I wanted to know more then I would schedule a follow-up call and get to know them or maybe even their team members as well because a lot of the people that you reach out to are, are most of the time very very helpful and, and really happy to read redirect you point you to people that could be of, of further help so that definitely really 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 um helped me uh early doors in my sales career but also um I managed to um, go to the BT Mentorship Hub um, and that's something that was applicable because I was a grad but I'm sure that they're um, for the wider uh, BT colleagues I'm sure this is available as well but I managed to get a mentor I, I know a lot of people when I first started said to get a mentor but if I'm being honest I don't really know what to get a mentor for I never really knew coming out of university what a mentor would kind of help me to do so I remember at first everyone telling you like get a mentor get a mentor and you're like yeah but what am I going to speak to my mentor about but I ended up just doing it getting one that kind of resonated to 
um, the sales career that I was in at the moment. Um, and then I they kind of helped me redirect me, repoint me to people that they thought would be really useful for me to get to know um, in areas that I thought would be would help guide my career. So for example, um, right now I'm in a project management role and I've assimilated into this um, new role post my grad scheme. And it was through my mentor that I was managed to form some connections. So he uh, pointed me to a HR director who then repointed me to um, a senior manager who then offered me the role that I was in. So even that in itself is so powerful, just having um, a re- redirection from my mentor um, in terms of potential careers I was looking into. So I would definitely, definitely recommend. I know it can seem really daunting at first to kind of get a mentor and you don't know how to structure conversations. But if you kind of sit down and look at what your goals are and what, what you kind of want to achieve in your career, a mentor can definitely help you guide guide you through that. There's so much that I want to um, pick apart there and ask yeah, you more so- about. But the, no, 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 do not apologize because there's so much good stuff, right? Yeah. But I think the the first thing that kind of comes out to me is the fact you give yourself time. So in order to be curious, whether it's networking with colleagues from across the business, just because you want to find out more about their roles, where they sit, or perhaps the area that they work in, you're giving yourself that time to stakeholder map. You're also giving yeah. yourself that time to prepare for those conversations because I completely agree. I don't think target is the wrong word because I always (laughs) I always say it's good to be kind of a selfish networker right you're you're putting the time in with that person because you want to find out more for a specific reason right so I definitely think um it's good to identify like who is going to be the best person if if perhaps they're not like who can they put me in touch with like it becomes it becomes that chain of events but then even time time to be curious with finding the right mentor um you yeah. make a really good point around finding a mentor at the right time but then yeah. also finding a mentor that resonates and, and suits you and the needs yeah. that you have um it's really important to kind of i think be well it's the most important thing is for you to be comfortable with the person that you're going to be speaking to but i resonate with that point of you get told in order to be a super successful in your career you need a mentor but I actually think it's at the right time when is the right time for you to have a mentor to help to either elevate you to the next level to help you move into an area or to help you perhaps just be the best that you can be in the role that you're doing as well so um yeah I I 100% 100% agree with you so are you still working with the same mentor at the moment? Um, so I've got a couple of different mentors and I think it's for different different kind of reasons as well. So I had the initial mentor that I that helped me get the role that I'm in. Um, I don't speak to him as frequently, but I still do have regular catch-ups with him in London whenever I see him, maybe more informally. Um, others help with different things, so maybe having you know more challenging conversations, for example, advice in terms of starting a new role. So yeah, I think you can have mentors for different purposes, but I think based off your point as well, um, just to elaborate, like just with time, you've really got to make sure that you set aside that time for your personal development. Like this is really important for you to kind of map out what you want to do and I think really making sure that you allocate that time in your diary to be able to have these calls be able to prep for these calls to be able to kind of sit down with yourself and think okay this is what where I want to what I want to do this is the person I want to speak to this is the steps I'm going to take and really prioritize that time because I know that day to day it can get so overwhelming you know we've got so many things to do under a lot of pressure but I think ultimately you've got to know that to be able to be the best employee you've got to be you know you've got to put that time in for yourself and you can you really need to develop yourself to be the best possible person um 
you know professionally and just personally as well so I think like making sure that any like colleague just prioritizes that time for themselves um whether it's like an hour a week two hours a week whatever it is um and just making sure that you really commit yourself to that time too um but going back to the point about um my mentor um I still keep keep in contact with with them and I think um mentors can be super important but I think you sometimes you as you said it's about the right time and knowing what you want to get out of that mentorship otherwise sometimes it can lead you down you know like an empty pathway where you don't really know what you want out of it they can't really help you get to your goals or reach your goals um so yeah it can be um it can be quite long I, well, I, I think you've given some really good steps because the first point is you've got to get really clear on what your goals are and everyone's going to have different goals and also everyone's going to be able to allocate different time as well. So what you're not saying is you've got to have 10 stakeholder calls to try to get to X destination yeah, in a month, right? <laughs> you're completely right everyone has different priorities both professionally and personally it might be that some weeks you just don't have the opportunity to speak to those stakeholders but if you can allocate yourself and it might it might not even be stakeholders but if you can allocate yourself the first instance just to sit down and think well what do I actually want to achieve where do I actually want to either take my career my skills my personal development how do I want to evolve in the role there are different avenues and one of those might be speaking to other colleagues from across the business one of those might be a mentor one of those might be more traditional learning it it's um completely within I think our hands to your point to to develop ourselves in the way that suits us it doesn't have to be what you see as a prescriptive form of kind of training or courses that might be right but equally you might prefer to learn and to, to connect with colleagues by speaking to them and like you say you've got teams if you feel that little bit more nervous you don't have to do everything kind of in person if that's not if if that's going to help you to build your confidence obviously yeah of course and I know that as well at the beginning networking can seem really really like scary and daunting and I think um you know I I remember even at university everyone's always like network even when it comes to when you start the new role everyone's like network like you know really like that's the one thing you need to focus on and I remember sitting down and thinking like what does it mean to network like how do what what does that mean like what do you talk about what is it but I think the more you become confident and just the more you're able to just speak to people I think that that is networking it doesn't necessarily have to have a specific reason behind it but I think if you're able to kind of just talk to people and just share your your experiences and share where you're going I think that in itself is really really powerful and being able to just you know relate to people that really really does help too um so I think sometimes there's a lot of pressure being put onto networking but it can be just as simple as just having a conversation in the kitchen with someone it doesn't have to be something remove the label remove the label of networking and actually just see it as a chat like a coffee catch-up or even if it is virtual it doesn't have to have that formal title on the top of it for you to feel like you're getting something out of it or you're just you're just connecting with someone like that is equally um as important but you well you referred to the fact that your kind of your confidence obviously did grow as well the more people that you spoke to yeah um, when you did have perhaps those either dips in um, confidence or even just curiosity, like what are the, some of the things that you do to kind of keep your motivation going and to keep you on track with what you want to achieve? So I think what I do is I do have regular check-ins with myself and I really helped when I was doing this with my manager too is when I'd have, like I'd schedule in personal development meetings. So I'd make sure that with after my one-to-ones, um, I would 
I would just have a sit down meeting and just kind of look at all my skill set, look where I'm going, where I want to be in the next in the next conversation that we have and just kind of analyze where I'm at. So I would just make sure I'd schedule this in and make sure they were penciled into the diary because I know that it's so much easier. But sometimes when you've got other work to do, you just kind of prioritize your work or you kind of sometimes you're thinking, I'm just not really feeling it. I just really don't really want to do that. But if you've got that time dedicated in, you kind of feel like you're going to commit to it a lot more. Um, but aside from that, when I kind of feel like, oh, I'm not sure if that went so positively or oh, I'm not sure if I want to speak to that person. It's OK. Like you can give yourself a break. You don't always have to be this curious person like 24 seven. It's OK to have dips in motivation. Like it's OK to feel that, you know, that it's things aren't going your way. But it's about how you pick yourself back up and kind of move forwards. It's like allowing yourself to have that time to be like, OK, I'm kind of not feeling so great with that at the moment. I'm not really sh- any any further to knowing what I want to do for example in my case I mean I was struggling in terms of where I wanted to go in terms of my career wise I mean I love that I love being in sales but I wanted to try something out so I remember feeling like oh I'm not sure what I want to try and it, it just I, and I wanted to try different things but I just didn't know how I didn't know what and I think for a while I was just kind of so demotivated in the sense I was like there's just too many opportunities there's too many things to think about but when I had my mentor it really helped kind of structure my opinions my views my my goals um and it's just about kind of taking the next steps for yourself sitting down thinking about reminding yourself of your goal where you want to go and then putting plans uh putting things in place to to meet that plan I love the point that you make it's basically about being human like you're not a machine and you can't be focused on it all the time I know that at Switched On we're all about how you can be your best but being your best is actually also looking after yourself and you can't be thinking about all of what we've discussed today, 24-7, all the time, time, because also you have a day job, you have personal priorities, but I think you make... Well, you made lots of lots of really good points today, and I keep on saying that, but it's re- it really is true that it's a nice reminder and it's a nice way before we go into what your top tip is, um, to kind of end the conversation of saying like, do you know what? There's so much good stuff for colleagues listening today that you can take away from networking to mentoring to just why it's important to be curious and how for you, Sarah, how. I can see just from talking to you the benefit that it's had both in your day to day in terms of some of the things you do outside of that for the BT Muslim Network. It's really amazing to hear. Um, But ultimately, you do still take that downtime and you do look after yourself and know that you can't put too much pressure on yourself as well. I know, definitely. I mean, I think everyone's just got a reminder. There's so many things everyone's going on, like uh, professionally, personalised, everything. And sometimes it can all come together at one time, but it's okay to take a little break. It's okay to kind of like recuperate and take take a few weeks to get back to your normal self. And, and that's that's okay that everyone goes through that. So I think um, it's just important for everyone to take that time out to themselves and just remind themselves that things will get done, but maybe it's not now, but maybe it's in a month's time, it will get done. But you've just got to be in the driver's seat of that and let yourself kind of rest and recuperate. So Sarah, the last question that we always ask our guests on the Switched On Spotlights is for you to share either a piece of advice, maybe there's a podcast, a quote that you live by, but one thing that you can share onto colleagues listening to help them to be their best self. Um, I'd say linking to the theme to the podcast is be curious and be confident like ask the questions that you're too scared to ask because the worst thing anyone's going to say is no and most of the time so many people are so so there to help you Um, and so I'd say just just be confident be bold you can do it like I think there's so much 
positivity that we can share like professionally and outside of work you know I think everyone's willing to help and I think as long as you've got the mindset where you want you want to receive that help I think everyone's there with open arms for you so yeah I think that's my main tip I would give to everyone Oh, thank you. I think it's certainly the boost I've needed. But also, I think if colleagues are going to take away anything from today's conversation, it is that piece of inspiration to be bold, to ask the things that you're too scared to ask, and obviously to be curious. So I just want to say a huge thank you. Thank you for joining us for our first episode back. It's been lovely, lovely chatting to you. And I feel like I was scribbling lots of notes down as well (laughs) as you were talking. So I really appreciate um, having you on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. And honestly, I've always wanted to be on a podcast. So thank you. (laughs) I'm glad we made your dreams come true. And it was all because you entered the Learning Girl Work Week competition. So hey, colleagues listening, if you want that chance, you know you've got to do, right? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, guys. Get on it. What a way to kick off a brand new season of the Switched On Spotlights. If you're wondering, well, where can I find out more about Switched On or listen to old episodes? Well, all you need to do is search for us over on Spotify. You can listen to us on the go, out on a walk, perhaps while you're not in front of the desk. I'll see you next time.